This episode of The Keeper Pen is proudly sponsored in part by The Stock Market Boutique. I was going to call it the Stock Show Boutique, so I'm glad that you took over. Well, duh, it's the Stock Market. Um, I feel like that we we're like presenting a movie or like that was really cool. I like mm-hmm. where you went with that. But the Stock Market Boutique, our new presenting sponsor, um, if you haven't checked them out from the last episode, then I don't know why you don't listen to us. Kind of irritates me. But follow them on Instagram, go to their website, use the discount code TKP10 for 10% off of the whole website, um, flare jeans, cute shirts, fun shoes, you name it, they've got it. But, you know, we just decided that we're not going to just have a presenting sponsor and not give you guys something. So stay tuned on the Keeper Pen social medias. We're going to be giving away um, a Stock Market Boutique t-shirt. Stay tuned. This Friday. We'll see you there. Winner takes a t-shirt. Not all. We don't have that much to give you. But the Stock Market. Check it out. I don't even know how to remotely start a podcast. Start a conversation. <laughs> if I could be any celebrity, I'd be Will Winner. Please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this and you still tuck your jeans in your boots, reach down, pull those bad boys out. All right, we're done with that. We're done with that. I am ninety-seven pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Next. I should have brought my recorder. I could have played hot cross buns. Is that illegal? <laughs> when our two moms listen to this podcast, they're going to be like... Yeah, our two moms. They're going to be super proud of us. Welcome <laughs> to the Keeper Pen. Hello, friends. I thought you were going to talk in a British accent. I tr- Hello, friends. Chip, chip. Hookers. Hookers. A little hookers. What's up, hooksters? We're back. For episode six, we're on two hands now. This is exciting. And Why are you scary? You look scared. I am. I just, I never expected for people to keep listening. Yeah, us not be like. I thought we'd record episode two and by that point we'd be down to zero downloads and then just have to quit it. You like find a new hobby? Like open a lawn care business. Hayden's there for that. Hayden's lawn care. <laughs> Big Hayden's lawn care. Shout out to Hayden. <laughs> um, hit him up. But, we, that's funny. I have a t-shirt with this logo on it. We, yeah, we are really thankful. I mean, the downloads and stuff, which initially, I wouldn't even know what number. Like, when we started this, if you would have told us we got would have got, like, 500 downloads, like like the first episode, for example, 500 downloads to 1,000 downloads are probably like, oh, great. And literally, I think, as of like four days ago, we had 7,000. On the first one? On just the first episode. That's insane. 7,000 people. Listen to us and our incredible words of wisdom. I feel bad for them. I know. I feel like we're just... I'd like to know the statistics, too. Hopefully no one took my advice and closed their eyes while driving and, like. I know. I do want to know how many girls have been marinating. Because I was um, in Indiana last weekend. 
and we went to a graduation party with, and there was a bunch of girls there that um, listened to the podcast, and they were all marinating. Well, they're ahead of me because I've been friends with Jenna for too long now, and I still haven't marinated. mastered the concept. So no, they were they were doing great. They took everyone took a sunset picture. I even have a video of a group of girls sending. The sun. It was just it was magical. I, I felt like a parent. Okay. I felt as if I I just had had all these children. These little hookers. It's a scary fucking thought. <laughs> Me with a shot. Um, yeah, but we, like I said, we really do appreciate what you guys, you know, what, yeah, your love. We, I your commitment. We could have like a, the Keeper Pin convention one day. Oh my word. Meet at Chuck E. Cheese at 10. Bitches. Let's at least have it in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Or Nashville or something. Something fun. Or, according to you, you'd really... We could just meet at the jail that What's-His-Face is at. <laughs> Joe Exotic? Joe yeah. Exotic will be on the keeper pen. No, he won't. Rock, paper, scissors right now. No one... I don't know. No sane person is going to want to listen to Joe Exotic. Everyone is going to want to listen to it. Fine. I'd or rather Carol. have Carol. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> I would rather have Carol because I want to hear firsthand that she did feed What's-His-Face to the Tigers. I don't know if I could interview her. I would. I'd just be like, you killed your husband. Whore. That was a little aggressive. But, um, this is, you know, has nothing to do with our topic of this week. What even is our topic? Being burnt out. Of, oh, no. Yeah. Like, not, like, burning yourself, but, like, just when you've ran, showing, FFA, whatever you do. Life. Oh, life. Sometimes, I'm, I sometimes just need a break. And just being like, I can't do it anymore. I've had enough. I face this issue, like, 300 times a day. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. I'm just done. I just need a mental break. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because... You know, I've we, had a lot of messages on the Instagram page about how do you deal with being burnt out of showing in particular. And I'll be honest, I think I have, I think I have three years left, technically, um, that I can show. And I don't know if later on in my life I'll regret not still doing it, probably. I'll I probably, quit early. Yeah. I can't do it. I cannot walk another pig a lap around my house. I'm I so just, tired of looking at those gutters. I just feel... They're all I, joy. They need to go. Okay, let's be honest here. We all know that you had time to stare at the gutters because you were <laughs> sitting, letting your pig root around. Okay, that's true. I've seen So it don't everywhere. act like you're tired of walking. You're actually tired of sitting, staring at the gutters and letting your pig root around in the grass. Why do you have to call me out like that? Because you <laughs> called yourself out like I know. three episodes ago. I know. I'm just tired of staring at the house. I locked the dogs up so they wouldn't bark, and I can hear them scratching the shit out of one of the doors. That's funny. But I just, I don't know. I just can't do it. Like, I'm just done. And I feel like there comes a point where you just feel awkward in the oh. ring. Like, like the eight-year-olds? Like, I don't, I don't want to beat an eight-year-old. I don't want to be beat by an eight-year-old. So what is my option? I'm done. 
speaking of, I mean, you're not just talking about being beat, like, in terms of a placing. Being beat by their whips (laughs) in the ring. Hopefully, if you listened to the last episode, you heard about, like, you know, whips flying, but there is no whips that fly like that of a child under the age of eight. No, seriously. They're just... They swing that son of a bitch around like none other. I mean, I cannot... And I I probably give some children the dirtiest looks because sometimes they let that thing fly I mean, like no I just, tomorrow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you because I can just picture them flinging it all the way, I mean, just right in the face. Flicking me in the eye. <laughs> and then how the hell am I supposed to proceed on? I about called a timeout one time because I had been whipped so many times in a small Time. ring. And I had had it. I mean, I think that the judge saw me so many times they felt bad for me. And they just gave the child the gate just to get them the hell out of there. Yeah. I mean, they're just... And then the thing, the awkward thing about being, like, being older and showing against eight-year-olds is, like, if you win, they cry. If they beat you, it's, ha-ha. Like, like, that sounded like... Pointing their little fingers at you. I beat you. And you're like, yeah, I was six Yeah, you little cutie, you did. You did. And yeah, I just want to take that bow out of your hair. Just, oh, just, mm. Rip it but, to shreds. <laughs> but it's just so, it's so awkward. Like, you just feel like, like kind of like, you know, like our, our episode about where you belong. Like, finding your role. It's kind of like, I, I don't know what to, I don't even know what to advise you. Because, you know, and that's the thing is, uh, us, in, in our story and how we got involved, we started young. Like, really. I didn't even start as young as you did. I, I was five. Oh, four, four. Yeah, four or five. Well, actually, I've been burnt out two times now. I was burnt out after showing a specie one time. I showed cattle, like, one time, yeah. and I was burnt out, like, two seconds into it. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> I, hate it. I was done. No, it's just, that's, but I started so young, like, 15 years, 15 years I've, we've done this. Like I've, I've had my fair share of success. I've made a name for myself. You know, I've done this and that. It's just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I just don't want to show till I'm 22 and and nothing against people that do. If that's what you want to do, then absolutely go for it and enjoy all the time with your family. But it's okay to be burnt out and to quit early. And to, to be done with it and just try to move on and do other things, you know, and to blend this with finding your role, you can still be involved and not show. I think that's where people get nervous is they think that when they're burnt out, they have to show to stay relevant, not the right term, but involved. And you don't have to. I basically sort of quit because so many times my dad said that we'd be able to buy some sort of fancy beach house or boat or something. I want and to so bad. Instead of that, we just moved to showing sheep and we're still at the same spot. So, Todd, I quit early because you told me that we would have a boat. And you have no boat. We, we have no boat. We have annoying, stinky sheep. So, <laughs> but I think that, you know, and this is, and even not even just being burnt out of the whole thing, being burnt out in one summer. Oh my gosh. I can't, like, I know everyone's like, wake up, do chores, clean pens, walk pigs, and wash how about, pigs. How about the people 
that we only did it for like three years that had no empty barn at any point in time. Uh, like you went from summer season into fall majors into Denver into Denver. Get home from Denver. You or have pigs. Georgia or whatever, and then it starts all over again. There is no burnt out like the people who did year round showing. Oh, I know. And we, we did it we did it a couple years too, and then it was like not feasible. Like I couldn't do it. You physically you just run out of energy and mental capacity. And it's just and that's the thing is and I and I know that everyone's, you know, you get people will probably give you hell for it, like Every day, you know, you think you got to get up at the crack of dawn and you got to do this and you got to get your work done. Yeah, you do. But if you need a day where you just feed pigs or you feed your livestock and you don't do, and I know that you got to do, you know, you got to wash calves and you got to, you know, put the goats on the treadmill. I get it. But sometimes if it is literally paining you to do it and you just need a damn day to yourself, it's okay to take that. I probably took too many of those. Because I was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be out here anymore. But I just think that people think that you just got to constantly go through the motions. And you do. I mean, you got to feed your pigs. You, I'm not trying to tell you not to go feed your pigs or feed your livestock. Please get do chores. But it's okay to just take a break and be like, I need a day to myself. I need a day that I'm not burnt out. And it'll, it'll even a, a simple time or even a couple hours can really just refresh your mind and spark your love for it again and honestly I think that this is becoming more relevant this summer in particular because so many kids are working their asses off with no idea of what's to come Mm -hmm. you know we especially in our state our governor didn't announce that we weren't having state fair of course most of us knew what was coming Mm -hmm. but we didn't have a definite answer until July 1st and at that point kids had invested months into their projects and at that point you know you're worried what's what's to come what does the fall look like what do fall majors look like so I think that this summer this conversation is especially prevalent because of the fact that they're working day in and day out with no idea Mm -hmm. of when their next show is or you know when their next time to even be at be in that setting like no I know and it's, and that's the thing too is you know relating this to like not just being burnout you know over the course of the years in a normal summer, but especially this year it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean it is so hard because the mo- you don't have any motivation to know that it could get canceled or it could get you know up like that. But that's that's life, and that was something that I hope that everyone's taken away from this thing is. A lot of, a lot of these shows and what we do is extremely temporary. I mean, think of a show that didn't have to be changed this summer that went on like normal. I I don't think there was a single one. And while those are important, your passion for it and stuff like that is the most that that's the thing that can't get canceled. That's the thing that can't get taken away. And so if you got to make sure you're taking care of that before you're just focused in on a show, because in a normal summer, while, yeah, no, shows are scheduled and shows are going to go on, they could, we could easily never have, like, there was a point in the time this summer where every single one of us could have never shown an animal. 
Like, we are so blessed and fortunate to have the people who have worked so hard to allow us to do this. But there was a time where not a single animal was probably going to be show. I just remember, you know, a couple weeks span where everyone was like, what could happen in the world? And it's stuff like that that you got to realize, like, what's actually important. And so while, you know, getting up and... And doing these and working towards these short, sh- these shows and walking pigs and washing pigs and working calves and doing all this is, is very important. These shows could not happen. So if you're not just enjoying being with your family or enjoying being out there. What's the point? Then why are, yeah, then why are you doing it? And so that's just something that I think is, it's okay. That's, that the problem is I think we just, us and at, uh, just agriculture and the livestock deal in, in particular, we are so, we're very hard, we're a very hardworking group of people. But we don't normalize when you're just tired of it. it and I think that it's so important to stress the fact of giving yourself a break before you hit the point of no return. Yes. So before before you are so overwhelmed and this can be related to life as well take that break take that moment to collect yourself before it's too late before it's gone no i i I agree 100 percent. and it's not quitting that's the problem is it's it's thrown into this oh look they quit look they're done look they're not doing well anymore so they just called it quits that's not it it's saving your your mental health and your love for it because before long if you just work so hard and go through the motions you go through the motions so much you lose your passion and love for it somewhere along the line and then it's not the same so don't that's that's the problem is a day or you know if you take two days where you're like i just i just can't do it that is gonna you know it's doing something different will be you know help your love for it again because i can't tell you how many times i went spent doing the exact same thing every single day and some people love that that's fine I just know personally for myself I was about to lose my shit about the week before state fair like the whole summer April to August just and then at that point you look back and it's like where did the summer go or now we're looking back and thinking you know I don't think we personally took enough of that time just to enjoy living in the moment and now we're looking back like where did the years go where it just it's crazy how fast time flies and how fast those times in your life and those moments fly by and how much you want not want them back but just wish that you could kind of refeel those again and I didn't I mean that like you can you can just feel a moment when you you know think about it and when you're just working towards the next thing constantly and, and it's on to the next, it's on to the next, on to the next, and you don't just stop and live and where you're at, that's when you you kind of sit back at, once it's all done and you're like, damn, I didn't, like, wh- like what was that for? Like, why did I, I, I mean, I just, I'm thinking of times in particular where we'd take a bunch out to expo and, you know, some people, like, I mean, I don't even know how many pigs you guys would feed in the summer, a shit ton. Well, I mean, just you just mentioned Expo. The number of, we took twenty six head to Expo between 
Well, I say the three of us. My brother refused to show more than one land race. (laughs) So technically, there was 25 pigs between two girls. And that's, you know, and obviously you saw a lot of success with it. But, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. And by the time you got done rinsing all 25, it was time to rinse again. It was more feeding because at that point that year in particular we you know I've talked before we loved the dungeon well that year we weren't able to be there and we were in the shittiest area of the barn and had to divide our pins diagonally was that the year it flooded uh no so that was earlier oh I know what you're talking about yeah Yeah, we were like sort of over in a corner Mm -hmm. I guess you could say and we had to cut pins diagonally and when you're dealing with I mean how big do you think some of the gilts were that we had Um, like 300 pounds you definitely took one that was pushing 400 like (laughs) she was so and you were trying to get in there with their food and they were trying to eat you like literally eat your arm off like what oh I don't miss that no I just, and I don't miss, cleaning pens was therapeutic in some sense. I, I do not miss cleaning shit out of the drinkers. <laughs> I hated it. And if you're listening to this and you're a pig that ever shit my drinker, I hate you. <laughs> oh, I hated it. I hated walking in the barn. And it's always like these particular pens and they just, I just can't do it. And I'm, I... I know that this sounds like we're just bitching, like, oh, we hate this. I had the worst feet from washing pigs. Because, you know, your wet shoes. Oh, Disgusting. I was like, what, did you walk barefoot? No, yeah, just just, just let it all hang out. No, I just, when you wash, I wash pigs. Because we'd have 25 in the barn all summer, and then you'd wash every day, and I had the grossest feet. Ooh. I know. <laughs> but... I just think that it's okay to not, you know, not that you don't love it anymore, just to take a break. I think we need to normalize taking a break and just collecting yourself. And just, you know, taking a minute to realize what you're doing this for. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because and even- if you, you lose sight of that, then like... Pick up a new hobby. And I know that we're reverting this back to a lot of showing, but the same goes for a career mm-hmm. or a sport. You have to take a minute to realize what you're doing it for and what your passion and what your goal is and why you're, you know, what you're trying to fulfill yeah. in yourself, whatever it might be. No, I agree with that 100% because I think a lot of people just – hate their job but financially they can't hate their job or location wise they can't hate their job you know what I mean or just stuff like that and it's like that's awesome but like what the hell is your house in a town that you like and the money in your bank gonna have like what's that gonna do when you're dying and I don't mean to put that blunt like that because but, it, but really, if you're not happy or with any situation or something or you just can't do it anymore, then don't put yourself through that. That's going to that's gonna kill you mentally bef- before anything. And that's not, that's something that we want to avoid is just hurting yourself because you think it's normal. You think that 
being involved in constantly and constantly getting up, even though you hate it, is, and I know that this is another thing too, telling your parents that is hard. It's very hard because financially, it, it, and I don't ever- They've invested everything. everything. And I know that um, they, or, or even trying to tell your kids that as a parent, I, I wouldn't know, you know, we don't have any kids, but, you know, I know that there's some families that financially they're, you know, and, and everybody's different, and I don't mean to say it like that, but they're stretched so thin, they can't do it anymore. They are burnt out. They cannot keep trying to live like this to afford that for their kids. And just say, hey, we need a year. You know, we need a summer off to recollect ourselves, and we'll get back into it. Or, or telling your parents Or that, using that year to realize that it's just time to be done. Yeah. Yeah. To move on. You know, I, we had so many people. We sold a lot of our pig equipment. Mm-hmm. I think it was earlier this year. And we had so many people ask, like, why are you doing that? Are you... And it's like, you know, at this point, we don't know if we're completely done. We have kept all the pins in our barn mm-hmm. because we're not sure yet. And that's okay. It's okay to take that time and to take that break. No, it is. And that's, you know, we slowed down this year with gilts and, and I'm done now. And Allie's going to, you know, finish up showing the gilts that were mine. And, you know, and, and dad just, I think dad realized it when we didn't take any pigs out to Des Moines. He's like, you know, I was okay. And sometimes it takes taking that break to know that you're okay. But, you know, back to telling your parents that, I, I get it. It's a hard conversation because... I remember one summer, I was like, I just, I'm done. Like, I just need a couple days to not walk pigs, wash pigs, clean pens, repeat. Like, I just can't do it. There's no heartbreak like the look on a dad's face when you tell them for the first time that you just, you know. And it's, and it's hard because like, like we said, financially, they have, are invested. And, And even like, not to say that their identity is invested in it, but, like, I mean, those are all our parents' friends. Like, like my parents are about to be empty nesters, and if they're not going to have any, any pigs, like, how are they going to go socialize and see all their friends? Like, you could still go to a show and hang out. It's probably actually more fun that way to not bring livestock. But just, you know, break it to them easy and understand that don't get mad at them for them not understanding or vice versa. I, because I, they have just as much invested as we do. And emotionally. I mean, they love it as much as we do. And and I remember, you know, just telling my dad, like, I know we hurt. I know it hurts. I know that selling the stuff that we've gotten rid of. I mean, we sold, you know, the show box. We have, I think we had 10 show boxes and now we have one. And the feed carts. And my dad mixes, mixed all our own feed. He sold the mixer. I know that that sucks to see it leave. And I know that he's, um, it's hurting him more than he'll ever let on, but I know that he is excited to watch my sister and I grow up and to see our, our, our futures. And, and he, he has all, I'll give that man and my mom all the credit for what we've become. Oh, no, she's crying. I know it's sad, but I think it's just okay to be. It's just okay to be done sometimes. It's okay to move on. And it sucks because, you know, I know that I'm about a week away from pulling out of my driveway for the last time and looking in the rearview mirror and seeing that barn. But what's happened in there is why I'm going to go to where I'm going to go. And your roles are just changing. Yep. And that's, it's important to realize when it's time for those roles to change. 
And before you get to the point of being so burnt out that you just want to give up, realize that it's time to move on. And it, it's time for me to move on. I, I, I've i got, you know, again, like I said earlier, years to show. And and if, if some people were in my shoes and they think that, why am I not showing until I'm completely aged out? Then I, do I, it. I, I, I might. I might be miss it in two years and finally have a chance, to, you know, one more year. But I need to... I need to do this for myself and I need to see where I can go career wise because that's where I'm at mentally. That's where I want to be. I want to get a good job and get a good internship and start my, my ne- the next chapter of my life. And it's because of what I've done when I was younger. So, you know, whether you're still in it and you're young and, and I know that there's a lot of young girls that, um, or not girls, but just young people in general that have seen a lot of success early. And I mean, there I'm talking younger than 13 or 14 ran it so hard just tell your parents you want to try something new if that's a new species I mean even though you know you did cattle and Liv's done some sheep and at my sister does goats that can really save it I mean our family loves the goats now probably than we do the pigs honestly and it's just you gotta you gotta know when you gotta be able to just communicate what you're going through. And that's the problem too, is a lot of people either don't want to break their parents' heart, they don't want to break their kid's heart, or they're nervous that everybody in the industry is going to say, oh, look, they're a quitter and a nobody. That's not, that. It, we, that's completely irrelevant. It's when, time to be selfish. Yeah. This is one time in your life that it is so important to be selfish and take your own health into account and know, like I said, I'm going to repeat this again, when it's time for your roles to change. Yeah. And it's not, I'm, you notice that I didn't say when it's time to quit. No one's Your quitting. roles are just changing. Yeah. No one's, no one's quitting. It's not you up and, and that's the problem too is I just, I just think that like I've said before, people are so scared to admit their burnout because of how hardworking and just like forward we are. We're such, a, this industry is so next step, next step, next step, next day keep moving, keep pushing, keep pushing. Don't, don't address when shit's wrong. Not, not that we, I think we brush everything under the rug. It's just, we need to know that it's okay to sometimes be like, Hey, stop. We gotta, we gotta, we're not going to make progress if you don't keep adjusting. And when you need to adjust and you need to, to, to venture out of this and try something new, you're never going to get better if you just stay the same. So I just think it's important that, um, we know, know when you're burnt out or know when you want to try something new or know when it's time to just move forward and be progressive. But. Yup. Yup. That was a, that's just a good topic. I think uh, we've got a lot of people who have asked um, that question because I think that a lot of people go through it and mm-hmm. they don't know how to address it. Because I can tell you I've been burnt the fuck out before. Time and time again. But if you're going to be, you know, burnt out, you might as well be burnt out in a cute shirt, I think. Is that good advice? Anyway, we have a new uh, sponsor. Someone who's who's new and is going to have some ads on the keeper pen. And her name is Talon. And she does all of the work um, by herself. She owns the chicken head. So basically they have, like, really cute shirts with graphic designs on it of livestock and stock show stuff and she does it all um 
by hand on our own. We love a good independent woman, woman, boss lady. So go check her out on Instagram at the chicken head. And then if you buy a shirt, obviously we'll do the keeper pin 10. You get 10% off. So you're saving money and you're wearing cute clothes. Save money, live better, chicken head. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. Um, but, you know, and still with that, if you want to buy shirts, well, you know, the Wandering Maverick, buy our stuff. And basically what we're getting at is you need to look good. Cannon. Can you two shut up? I don't suppose we spoke a word, asswife. <laughs> I hope that you can hear that. Chase has the Rona. Get out. You want to be on it? He seriously has the Rona. You really have the Corona? I don't know. I got shoes in from China, so maybe. You want to be on it, Liv? It's recording right now. <laughs> Great. So they just going to say asswife. Hey, I'm hungry. I know we're gonna go eat. Yes. Friends? I guess I don't know. Does, did Mom make egg salad? Uh, go look for Aunt Kim. She said we can't eat it till tomorrow. Aunt Kim's not gonna be here till tomorrow night. But that's just what she told me when I asked her. But I think if we just eat it, then she can make a new fresh one. Okay, continue. Sorry. Where were we at? Eat, buddy. Eat, bunny. <laughs> eat money. Live better. Chicken head. Chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> they look so confused, but. We Chase. You are the worst podcast guest we've ever had. Chase. Chase. I'm sorry. They turn your voice off. Quit. Yeah, quit. What time are we at? Thirty-two minutes. That's fine. Okay. I don't care. I don't care either. Your little whatever friends. Theirs are like twenty-eight minutes. Daddy. Call me daddy. Call me daddy. But we will uh, see y'all next week. Not really. I guess we don't see anyone, do we? Maybe we will. Who knows? We could do a Facebook Live. That would be awful. Instagram Live, maybe. Maybe. Well, we'll miss you. Until next week, our little hookers. Adios. Bitches.